It's the place where senior living insights and entertainment collide, like two star-crossed lovers meeting at a polka dance. This is the Bellwether Senior Living Podcast, hosted by Jeff Bell of Bell PR and Marketing. Senior Living Marketers, put your hands together for the host with the most. Okay, maybe not, but he tries. Jeff Bell. Thank you, Tom, as always, for your introduction. Uh, we're back for the uh, Bellwether Senior Living Insights Podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed and had a chance to listen to our last conversation uh, with our friend from No Story Lost, Andrew Hall. Really, really interesting show. And uh, I guess anytime Bell PR and marketing could be mentioned on the Canadian version of uh, Shark Tank, we'll take what we can get. So um, my guest today, another one that I'm very excited about is Heather Lynch. And uh, she is the CEO of Moon Mountain, Moon Mountain Senior Living Consulting LLC. Heather, thanks for being uh, on the uh, podcast, and we will talk about what Moon Mountain is here in just a minute. Yeah, thanks a lot for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you like me, um, I guess we could say we both cut our teeth in senior living, so to speak. We, we're, we're veterans of the industry. Uh, we've been in, in it for a long time, and uh, I'd say we both uh, have a have a passion for it, which is why uh, part of the reason why I asked you to be um, on the podcast. Before we talk about Moon Mountain, kind of take me through your background in the industry. How did you get involved in senior living uh, and what made you, like so many of us, uh, fall in love with it? I had that same kind of weird calling that a lot of people get to join the industry where I just had this feeling I wanted to work with older adults and their families and was able, um, lucky enough to be hired by a wonderful uh, faith-based not-for-profit based in Minnesota. They're actually the largest one, uh, Fairview Ebenezer. And they um, put me in a position to be their corporate director of sales um, right off the bat. So I was able to get uh, some excellent training with them and have a wonderful experience in senior living. And it kept me coming back for more. So I worked for some for-profit companies uh, as well in the Midwest. And then um, entered the consultant space and have had the privilege of working with both for-profit and not-for-profit organizations around the United States since then, before going out on my own as a consultant in this space. So about 17 years, all told, in the industry. And so after that 17 years, here, here you are now uh, in your own space with Moon Mountain. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing uh, and why it's so important and so timely right now. Well, thank you. Um, it is, I'm a sales consultant and a strategist in the senior living space. I do work um, either on site with clients or remotely. I do a lot of remote training. That has really changed uh, since COVID. And I think that sales teams are looking for new and more genuine ways to connect with prospects, not just sort of the same old um, bag of tricks that we've been taught over the years and the same old responses and approaches to our prospects and to their families. So my goal is to, you know, bring some breakthrough communication techniques and approaches that really help senior living sales teams get the kind of authentic connection that they want with older adults and their families, which help the older adult make a transition that it's usually in their best interest to make and help the families have kind of a different season of life 
with the older adult and their family. And it also helps the organization meet their mission. So I'm kind of a disruptor <laughs> in a way and uh, training some new uh, and more unique ways of communicating than maybe are commonly trained out there in the world. So senior living, as, as you know, um, has, has been through sort of the perfect storm uh, between COVID, uh, just the changing times with a new generation of baby boomers who are getting older, who are going to turn the industry on its head in more ways than one. We've yes. got the we've got economic uh, considerations, uh, the gig economy changing the way people are earning money, and staffing issues have come up. All of this together, though, I think is also forcing some change in the industry, and it's an industry that has not always been. Uh, real quick to change. Are you seeing that too? Is there more of an urgency to get that sales approach right and people are more willingness to maybe hear new ideas than they were in the past? I completely, I could not agree with you more, Jeff. I completely agree. I think we were seeing a lot of change on the horizon prior to COVID and COVID put that change on steroids because there was no choice. So for example, with sales teams, all of a sudden, all the usual ways of approaching and interacting with older adults, inviting them to events, having them come on site for a tour, getting to spend that one-to-one -one FaceTime, it was gone in the blink of an eye. And teams had to quickly, not only operationally, which was huge, operationally pivot to try to adapt in this ever-changing landscape that we experienced during COVID, um, and do all the things we know happened operationally. But then sales teams ended up in some cases, many cases, pitching in, trying to help on the operations side. We had a workforce challenge before COVID and COVID only made it worse, right? So it was, it was everybody running for the lifeboats, <laughs> trying to make sure that they kept the community operating and serving those older adults with excellence. Um, and sales teams really lost focus during that time. In many cases, it was difficult they were pulled in many directions. If a community was already um, had a background uh, with, you know, very good occupancy, they weathered the storm a little differently. If a community was already struggling with occupancy, whether it was an extreme struggle or kind of a gradual downhill struggle, they definitely, COVID was not the time to have to reinvent yourself when you're in a fight or flight mode. So they've come out of COVID um, needing to really reinvent themselves. And, you know, on the sales front, um, now we're back to in-person, which is wonderful. So we can do events, we can do um, tours, we can do all of that that we did previously. But we do see that some of those changes that were forced by COVID, whether a community or an organization was able to adopt them during that time or not, those some of those changes are still with us and should be used. For example, remote communication. Just because we're back to in-person doesn't mean that we should abandon looking for best practices in that area. What if you've got clients that are moving to your community from outside the area? That is extremely common, right? In some communities, they might be a destination retirement living community. There are um, older adults that want to move closer to family that want to move um, by the grandkids or back to their old turf or where they have friends or some support system. So it still benefits sales teams to learn how to use tools that are remote tools, like making a little video on BombBomb or Dub and sending that out. 
um, or other ways to communicate that are um, virtual, virtual tours and having that ability. So gosh, there are just so many things that we could comment on that are new and that we should take away from that COVID time and continue to use. And of course, kind of building on that or piggybacking on that, uh, you know, as well as I do, the, uh, the, the, the typical incoming senior living resident is quickly changing because you've got the baby boomers. I think I saw the other day that former President Bush turned 79 or 80 or something like that. And I thought, holy cow, you know, uh, you, you, it's almost like the boomers snuck up on us and got to the senior living age before we even realized what was happening. They're also tech savvy, though. They're, they, they have um, done things a little differently than their predecessors, so they can use some of those things, those tools that you're talking about. But on a more practical level, how do you market to a generation that speaks a different language than what we've had before? They don't necessarily want some of the things uh, like bingo and, and fine dining where they've <clears throat> got to have a dress code where they go to eat and, uh, and stuff like that. It's, it's that generation gap is, is sort of showing up again. Oh, it's, it is. It is really showing up again. So, you know, operationally, I think a lot of operators in our space are have been taking that on board for a while and, and pivoting, right, and making some different decisions and seeking things like market research to find out how do we make our community and amenities appealing to individuals that will be using them in the future. Um, and then they've been doing things like, you know, CapEx investments and planning, to bring these amenities in when not many communities have a magic wand they can wave and just update everything to appeal to the boomers coming in, but they can do a staged, um, staged improvements in the areas that are most strategic and will help the sales team sell the community and then just keep doing that till the community is brought up to speed again. From a sales side, we have to have a more authentic communication and conversations with baby boomers. Now, if we look around, Jeff, and we think of contemporaries that are doing what we're doing in our space, right? Senior living professionals like ourselves who are in sales, who are in marketing, who are C-suite folks, our COOs, CEOs, CFOs, the people involved in our REITs. The lot of those individuals are boomers, right? And I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a room either at a conference or an event, or I'm with a prospect, or we're talking about potential business. And those baby boomers in our field are telling us, um, I am not very fond of how salespeople approach prospects in our field. That's people in our field who believe in what we're doing and are selling or involved in senior living. So when they say that, they will ask me, and I love it when they do, how would you call me the baby boomer, how would you respond if I called looking for um, your community and wanted to know about it? And I love it because it puts me in a position to kind of walk them through different ways we can communicate, again, that are more authentic, more real, that the baby boomers and frankly, anyone of any age can relate to and feel like there's a legitimate connection, not a salesperson and a person being sold to. I want that to be gone. I want to help train teams to communicate in a very different way, whether it's the older adults um, or it is their adult relative that's that's checking in. But it's quite amazing to me that I've heard that so often over the years. So we need some new blood in here in terms of our sales approaches. So you kind of partially answered my next question with the with with the way you wrapped up the last one, but. Um, 
So people ask me all the time, why, why did you go out on your own? Why did you start the agency rather than continuing to work for the agency? So what was it that you saw um, that led you to kind of go out on your own as a sales consultant, value that you thought you could bring to the table, new ideas, different approaches, that kind of thing? Well, I just know um, over the years, you know, in 17 years, when you get to work as an on-site salesperson, when you get to um, work as a regional director of sales and marketing for both for-profit and not-for-profit, and you get to do that all over the United States, it puts you in a unique position to boil down, as I always tell my clients, everything you learned, all the best practices, no matter whether it is urban, rural, suburban, and really deliver that to your clients as Cliff's Notes, if you will. Remember Cliff's Notes from college, where you could read that and kind of cram for something or bring yourself up to speed. I like to be able to give all of my clients uh, Cliff's Notes on the learning curve. It took me years to experience and make that learning curve so much shorter for them uh, and bring, again, unique perspective to the challenges they're facing. Um, and it, it works. I mean, I have clients that are repeat clients and I'm blessed to have that. I have clients where I have never met them in person or set foot in their community because they came on board with me during COVID. And since then they've hired me to do things like, well, we've got some new staff members. So let's bring you in to do a refresher with the old team, the existing team and bring the new people up to speed. That has changed dramatically since COVID. It used to be we were always in person. I get clients who want me in person, but we can do both. And uh, I like being able to do that on my own, being able to also provide a more economical option for my clients because I don't have big agency overhead. It is me, it is my home office, and I can give them top-notch uh, impeccable service and uh, you know, best-in-class, I really hope, training and uh, consulting and strategy, but without a big price tag. And frankly, I can pivot much more quickly. They get me too, not somebody else. They get me when they hire me. And so how do you um, kind of building on that, especially when you're training um, teams or giving refreshers or whatever it is, if someone's coming into senior living sales and marketing and they've got a sales background, but they've never been in senior living, how do you sort of prepare them for this is one of the longest customer journeys there will ever be? It's not like selling cars where you're going to sell a car today. Uh, you know, it is totally a different world. What a great question. And, you know, I've been a fan of hiring people outside senior living for years. I, I did it. I, somebody hired me. My company, Ebenezer, hired me years ago, and I was outside the field. They took a chance. Um, what I like to do is let them know that it is relationship-based selling. If they're selling rental, especially higher levels of care rental, that sale tends to be a little faster. If they're selling life plan, life care, CCRC, that's a longer sale. We know that for a fact, right? That is a longer dating process before someone is going to invest in a community. Um, so I really like to get them acquainted with what kind of a sales cycle they're getting into, whether it's rental or CCRC. And then we talk about what that typically looks like, depending on what product lines they're selling and what product they're selling, period. Walk them through that and get them accustomed to what to expect at different stages of the sale. So I think that's super important. And also what commitments to ask for at each stage of the sale. A lot of senior living folks are trained to ask for too much too soon. 
in a sale, even maybe without knowing it, selling on the first phone call and trying to sell the community there. We have to be very careful to not be tone deaf to the sales stage that the prospect is in as they make up their mind and respond accordingly. So what do you think uh, the next five years, 10 years uh, of, of our industry looks like? If you could put on your uh, your, your your crystal ball hat for a, for a minute, um, what do you think the challenges are going to be and what are you most excited about? I'm excited about all of it because I think that we were already on a path as a field to be very innovative and to look forward and to make some really big changes out there. And then COVID came in, none of us saw that brewing on the horizon uh, and didn't really realize what an impact it would have. So again, change on steroids. I love our field. I think we have some incredibly phenomenal, talented people that are putting their thinking caps on to really reinvent how we're doing all of this. Some specific things I could see, we do have to continue to look at how we can um, provide options for folks that are sort of middle market uh, and that won't just be for not-for-profits, um, providing affordable solutions for older adults and their living options, but also how to provide those amenities we talked about that uh, the baby boomers are going to enjoy and how to do things much more flexibly. I know so many providers are reaching out and doing things like um, you know, uh, CCRC at home and kind of bringing them into the fold ahead of time. I think we'll see more of that, more partnerships with home care in a more productive way. Um, looking at amenities and uh, lowering the average age of entry for our residents. I think if we get the amenities and the culture right, we might bring that average age of entry down to, what is it now, 85 or 86 for IL, something like that, bring it down a little bit more. But we have to really have some massive reinvention about how we're doing it. And from a sales front, we've got to get so much more sales savvy and take these salespeople who have the heart to do this work who are phenomenal people and help them get through these technology changes, get comfortable with their CRMs and understand why it benefits them to use the CRM and not just burn them out by telling them hit these sales quotas. And if you don't, we're gonna find somebody else. And in some cases that actually happens in cultures uh, where they are able to invest in their sales teams more and bring them along and see that they have the right people on the bus. They just need some more tools those cultures are going to do better in terms of their turnover. And I think that's the direction everybody needs to go. Absolutely. Uh, couldn't agree more. Heather Lynch, CEO of uh, Moon Mountain Senior Living Consulting LLC on the Bellwether Senior Living Insights podcast. Heather, a pleasure as always. Uh, I know uh, our paths cross occasionally. I'm sure they will again as, as we both continue to work in the industry. But uh, thank you uh, for joining us, number one. And number two, if people who are listening want to get a hold of you, uh, where can they go to learn more? Um, right now, my LinkedIn is a great place. Um, they My website is launching within the next two weeks. That will be moonmountainslc.com. And I will be making a big announcement on my LinkedIn. And my YouTube channel will be launching soon. Also Moon Mountain Senior Living. And that's where you can find me. So thanks so much. Fantastic. Thanks again for, uh, for being on the podcast and for producer engineer, Julie Montoya Houston, for Tom Watts. I'm Jeff Bell, and we will see you next time. In the meantime, never follow, be a bellwether. Oh, 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 oh,